You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. And welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out our Twitter handle at America's Canary. Uh, all of the headlines that catch our attention this week will be put out on there as well as some of our segments from last week. Last week we were talking about the busy week in Congress, and that schedule continued, Alan Hager. They just kind of shifted gears a little bit to uh, the nomination process and uh, wanted to take some time to visit about the nomination uh, of Secretary of Health and Human Services, Tom Price. He had his first hearing. He's got one more coming up here shortly. Uh, this one in front of the Health, Education, Labor, and Pensions Committee. And uh, very interesting discussion. Did you get a chance to watch some of it? Yes, I did. And uh, I, I found uh, there were several different uh, <clears throat> parts, questions that were uh, asked or the lack thereof questions being asked by one particular party. Uh, I found the, the nomination process or the hearing process very interesting in the fact that a Democrat spent most of the time complaining about Secretary, uh, sec, uh, future Secretary Price arguing about them, the Republicans wanting to cut or repeal and replace Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, rather than asking questions of the, the nominee. Mm-hmm. And so uh, this whole process has been very interesting and uh, Senator Warren kind of got smacked down in the process by Senator Collins because all she was doing was arguing some of the time yeah, or we, most we, of the time. We've got a clip uh, between of that exchange uh, that coming up next. But first, we wanted to listen to uh, Tom Price, who who is under some questions about some investments, uh, right? In particular, with a medical device manufacturer. So that's kind of still in play. But it looks like he's probably going to get confirmed. But Wanted to take a t- some time to just hear it straight from the horse's mouth. Here's uh, Congressman Tom Price, your uh, HHS secretary nominee, kind of on discussing the future of Obamacare as he sees it. Move through this process. No, I think that I think that's fair. I think one of the important things that we need to to convey to the American people is that that nobody we're, nobody's interested in pulling the rug out from under anybody. Uh, we believe that it's absolutely imperative that individuals that have health coverage be able to keep health coverage and and move hopefully. Uh, to greater choices and opportunities for them to gain the kind of coverage that they want for themselves and for their families. So uh, I, I think there's been a lot of talk about, about uh, individuals losing health coverage. That is not our goal, nor is it our desire, nor is it our plan. Let me ask you about how long this might all take, this repairing the damage, this working on these three big... So that was, that was him just assur- assuring folks again, similar to Paul Ryan last week on his town hall, about uh, you know that they're not looking to pull the rug... Uh, away from any uh, pull the rug out from under anybody excuse me one of the things that caught my attention as i went and read some of the the white papers uh, especially from senator orrin hatch he's a member of this committee but also the chairman of the uh, senate finance committee probably any replacement's going to come out of that and they put out kind of a conceptual article uh, outlining some of the things that, that they would do right and the, and and the thing that caught my attention was how they would approach allowing people that might have a pre-existing condition to, to remain insured. Right. And it's similar to the HIPAA laws now mm-hmm. in that if you have coverage now, as long as you don't drop coverage, you, you should still be able to have portability. Right. And so I think that's one of the key 
things that they're going to push. The question is, uh, can people maintain portability if the costs don't go down? Well, exactly. And I would also say, can they maintain portability if the plan changes? Right. You know, because let's remember, the president said, if you like your uh, if you like your insurance, you can keep it. And that was not true because under the policy wonks plans, uh, there were specific essential items that were ne necessary. And it canceled some plans based on those essential items. And we've talked about that before on our show. And so if those things change inside those plans, and let's be frank, every year insurance plans do change for the most part would that person be able to carry that plan with them? And so that, that's a question I think that honestly still remains to be answered. And so I think some of the fear that Democrats and, and those who have pre-existing conditions have is founded on that argument. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that there is some question about those plan changes and how would that work? And those haven't been answered. And so that's something that still is out there that I think still needs to be discussed. Right, right. Definitely. But I think it's, uh, I guess people should feel a little bit reassured that it doesn't sound mm -hmm. like they're going to get thrown under the bus. Uh, right. Very much. No. Let's, uh, one of the things that is also interesting is, is kind of the changes of how healthcare is reimbursing Medicare. Let's listen to an exchange between uh, Elizabeth Warren and and Tom Price talking about kind of bundled payment and, and what that means, and then we will analyze uh, and respond to what they say. Congressman Price, more than 100 million Americans now receive their health care through Medicare and Medicaid programs. These are seniors, people with disabilities, middle-class families who have parents in nursing homes, countless numbers of young children, and they all benefit from these programs. So I want to understand the changes to Medicare and Medicaid that you have already proposed. The budget that you recently authored as chair of the House Budget Committee would have cut spending on Medicare by $449 billion over the next decade. Is that right? I don't have the numbers right in front of me, I, but what I we're have trying... numbers. What, well, then I assume you're correct. All what, right. What so you said you'd cut it by 400... Medicare, cut Medicare by $449 billion. Your FY17 budget proposal also would have cut Medicaid funding that goes to the state governments by more than $1 trillion. Is that correct? You know, I think, Senator, the, the, the metrics that we use for the success of these programs is not necessarily yes whether the no. amount of money into it is, is what we want to cut a dollars for Medicaid? What we believe is appropriate is Do you want me to, to read you the number out of this? No, I'm sure you're correct. What we believe is appropriate is to make certain that the individuals receiving the care are actually receiving I, I care. I understand why you think you're right to cut it. I'm just asking the question. Did you propose to cut more than a trillion dollars out of Medicaid? So this is kind of what he had to face at most most of the hearings, and I think this is probably what, what we're going to start being seen, being uh, you know put out there in political discourse uh, through the media and other things. Next segment, we're going to break down the CBO report, which has a big big thing to do with with all of that, but um, more of the same, I would suppose. Right, and uh, you know, let's be fat. Let's let's be blunt about this. Medicare is one of the two largest expenditures on. Uh, in in Washington 
uh, next to Social Security. They both are going broke. They need to be reformed. Who's willing to take the third rail of politics? That being Medicare and Social Security and reform them. Uh, it's a very difficult thing when the largest voting block is the, the you know, the, the senior citizens and uh, they, uh, they go in mass. And if you go against them and try and cut Medicare and Social Security, oh, you're going to get hammered. But let's be blunt. Some of that, those things are, uh, have been discussed all over the board. You know, we talked about incrementally raising the uh, age to receive benefits to 70 for those who are under 30. And the last time that was done was 1986. And so uh, when it was raised, I believe it was 67. And so uh, we're not talking about pulling the rug out, of, out, out from under people who are retired or are it, you know, right near retirement. We're talking about people like you and I who have lots of work years left. We're living longer. We should probably raise our retirement age that we can receive those benefits to 70. Uh, be it Medicare and Medicaid and I, or Medicare and Social Security. And I think that's part of where they're talking about some of the cuts. And so you can't have a real discussion about those issues unless you're willing to tackle head on the largest group of people who are in the mechanism, that being millennials. They have to change the program for those kids, being that they need to retire at 70, not 67. And so that's what, when they talk cuts, that's where I believe they're going with that. And so I find her argument disingenuous at best. Yeah, well, yeah, but I it mean, remains to be seen. Yeah, I mean, but the the the, the other thing is that the the ACA made Medicare more solvent for a little bit longer. You take away that, the mm-hmm. solvency of Medicare goes away because they did non, basically uh, reduce future reimbursements to hospitals as a way to, to pay for it. Yeah, and that's a whole other topic that we sh- we we've talked about previously on this show. Yeah, we could talk about it a little bit more, but one story in the hill that caught my attention was the um i guess the 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 look looking forward to this new administration they're preparing dramatic cuts to to the federal government right and uh looks like their proposed budget that they're overall they're going to be trying to do aim for is reducing federal spending 10.5 trillion over 10 years yes so that's reducing spending by a trillion dollars a year. Yeah, that's about 20%. Basically the amount that we lose every year. Right. So they're going to try and just not get government to be losing. Right. And a lot of those are going to be, uh, you know, obviously labor is one of the largest factors in that process. And so not filling positions, elimination of positions uh, that are currently open, you know, I think is going to be a lot of where they're looking to savings and trying to become more efficient, using technology more to try and do things that humans could do. Uh, government is usually pretty slow when it comes to reform on technology side, and I think we've seen that in all kinds of different things, mm-hmm. and that they need to take advantage of those technologies uh, more so than they have in the past. Some of the agencies or departments on the chopping blocks potentially are departments of commerce and energy, which would see major reductions in funding. 
some of their programs either being eliminated or transferred? Well, yeah, some of those would be like the Office of Energy Efficiency uh, in the Department of uh, Department of Energy. Uh, we're talked about being on the chopping block. Corporation for Public Broadcasting would be privatized. National Endowment for the Arts and National <coughs> Endowment for the Humanities would be eliminated entirely. Constant hit, uh, you know, those are constant things that Republicans are always talking about getting rid of. So that's right so, in line. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be pretty interesting. We're going to take a time out here. And when we come back, we're going to look at the uh, Congressional Budget Office numbers that came out this week. The uh, Democratic staff asked the Congressional Budget Office to look at what an ACA repeal would do to both the, the federal deficit, but then also to the number of uninsured. And we will have that information for you when we come back. Check out our Facebook page, facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. And like it if you, if you uh, haven't done so already so you can see these segments and others during the week. We'll be right back. 